This is the Mike DJ and Doc Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. If you've heard from us before, then you are family. Hello and welcome back to the Mike DJ and Doc Podcast. 2024. 2024. Another year. Absolutely. I am excited about this new year because we're going to be doing some new things with the with the podcast here. But also, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be doing in, uh, some new things in my life because I'm in a year of transition right now. And when I say it's a year of transition, meeting a lot of new people, meeting a lot of working in a lot of new areas. And I tell you what, I'm excited about the the challenge. A uh, little fearful because it's gonna be all new. So it's gonna be in an area where I have never been before, and that that's looking. And the area is looking toward retirement from working full time. Hey, it's it's coming. So I, I'm 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 in the motion of putting things in place for that next chapter. And I tell you what, Mike DJ and Doc is gonna be a big part of that. Uh, big part of that. How about you, DJ Cornerstone? What's been happening with you? Man, just been grateful, peaceful. Uh been grateful and peaceful, man. Just enjoying what God has done uh for me and within me uh within this recent time. And enjoying my family, man. So, oh, and it was blessed to have a uh, be an award recipient. Yeah, this past couple of weeks. Uh, shout outs to the National Hookup of Black Women Joliet chapter for thinking of me and for uh, acknowledging me with that award. It was very unexpected and very appreciated. Keep up the good work, man. Keep up the good work in the community. Thank you. All right, on today's podcast, we have a very special guest in the studio with us. Her name is Miss Susan Holman. And I tell you what, she is a bright, energetic, <laughs> lovely, sweet person. And I tell you what, we are going to be talking with her on passion leading to purpose. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Passion leading to purpose. Now, from the first time I met her, it was at an event locally. I tell you what, we, we kind of like hit it off like right away. It seems like she has the personality. And I'm going to tell you that you can just automatically cling to. Oh, wow. You see, you can just automatically cling to. And uh, I tell you, you can have a conversation, even though you just met her, it's like you've been knowing her for a very long time. And I, I knew then, I knew eventually we were going to get her on this podcast. I already knew that. So let me share a few things about Miss Susie Susan Holm, excuse me. Susan continues to craft an impactful career as a trainer, mentor, and entrepreneur. Susan's career includes seven year, several years as an educational administrator prior to successfully developing her own business for the past three decades. At, and an entrepreneur at heart, Susan moved quickly into the world of being an independent business owner, growing a successful career in professional sales with, multi, with a multi-billion dollar global cosmetic company. Susan is passionate about empowering in individuals to see the value in growing a career in professional sales. Professional sales is a great leveler career for those who embrace the profession. Mastering the skill set of selling allows a person to create an abundant life. Let's welcome to 
the podcast, Miss Susie Holman. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for the invitation to be able to contribute to your podcast and to share some experiences from my life and to share what drives me as an individual, as a human being. Um, so I'm incredibly appreciative being here. Well, I'll tell you what, for our family, tell us a little bit more who you are, Okay. how long you've been doing it, and where you've been doing it at, most of all. Well, thank you, Michael. Well, I am a native of Joliet, Illinois, so I grew up here in Joliet, just two blocks up from St. John's. I went to St. John's. I went to St. Francis. I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> uh, graduated from That's all right. yeah, Joliet Junior College, went on to get my bachelor's at St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa, and then on to get my master's in arts administration from Illinois State University. Mm -hmm. And that was in 1978. So I've been around for a few seasons. I, I think I need to upgrade my bio there. I think it's been like four decades now, but uh, being a professional in the field. So wow. um, I'm a refugee from what I call higher education. Mm -hmm. I was a performer all the time that I grew up. I was always into the theater I um, in Joliet. And then when I went to high school and college and graduate school, and, um, and then, as I said, as a young adult moving to the city, I, I needed to generate it a livable income. So mm -hmm. thank you, dear Lord. So I was crafting my career at that point in um, arts administration. So I worked for a professional theater company for a little over a year as their business manager and then went on to Northwestern University and was the first administrator for the Wirtz Center for the Performing Arts on the Evanston campus. Wow. And I was blessed, thankful, thankful for all the blessings that the Lord has given me in my mm -hmm. adult life. But about three years into my tenure with the university, I was really at a point where I knew that Inside me, I was an entrepreneur, and I needed an exit plan. And I could change institutions, but I couldn't change the nature of the beast. So mm -hmm. I was looking for an exit plan, and, and the Lord provided me an exit plan. And mm -hmm. he deposited me, in, literally, into Mary Kay Cosmetics. So um, I knew nothing of Mary Kay Cosmetics. All I was looking for was an opportunity to build a business, to mm -hmm. be able to contribute, to run my own ship, and to really make an impact in other people's lives. And so it was a perfect match for me. And I started with a case and a face and went all the way to the tip of the top with the company. It's an excellent company. It's a phenomenally mm -hmm. awesome company. So thankful and grateful for my 38 years of being active as a top performer with the company. I retired in January of 2020. We have to retire at 65. So had to go in 2020. <laughs> they have a limit on that? We do. When we're national sales directors, we have to retire at 65. Okay. But they treat us so well, and mm -hmm. I am blessed with abundance, and I have an incredible retirement program from Mary Kay. And so now all I have to do is show up and look cute if I choose to. And, <laughs> Which you do very well. <laughs> and be a brand ambassador. So, um, so to make a long story short, how did I get to this point? Yes. So uh, in 2019, I knew that I was retiring in a year. You said that you're getting ready to retire, Michael. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to do something. I wasn't done. I knew that the Lord had a greater purpose for my life beyond not contributing in multiple mm -hmm. areas. So I prayed about it for a year and a half, and mm -hmm. um, I founded Eye to Eye Consulting, which is literally a hybrid of my skill set. So I teach individuals how to communicate. I teach people how to sell. I do that individually. I contract with businesses. And I also have an academic arm where I'm a teacher. I contribute at JJC. 
and at COD, and I'm an adjunct for Eastern Illinois University and other collegiate programs that are associated with sales. So I'm a busy little bee. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. And I, you know, I'm I'm blessed to be married and I have four adult children and six grandchildren. So Mm -hmm. my life is abundantly blessed. And I'm so thankful and grateful every day for all of the blessings that the Lord has showered on me. And one of the greatest gifts he brought me to was depositing me into Mary Kay Cosmetics because I would never have gone that, I would never have gone that way. I knew nothing about the company, the product, the process, nothing. But when I found out that it was an entrepreneurial venture Mm -hmm. and I could embrace it and I could build it and I could take it as far as I chose to take it and nobody would stand in my way, I said, let's take the ball and go. So off we went. Mm -hmm. So so that's how I have come to this point. So here we are, it's 2024. Mm -hmm. And I started my business in 2019. And um, I have, as I said, I'm passionate. We talk about passion. So in my elevator pitch, I say who I am, that I'm Susan Holman with Eye to Eye Consulting, and I'm passionate about supporting individuals to cast off their fear of talking to another human being Mm -hmm. and to learn the skill set of selling. I am profoundly amazed at how fearful human beings are to communicate with another human being. Oh, I I was wondering about that because see that's that's got to be the biggest challenging t- challenge to be a salesman. You have to talk to strangers. Oh, absolutely. You you have because that's that that connection and that network mm-hmm. is how the business works. Absolutely. And to have that gift that you have, because here here's what I want to ask. I know we segue in a little bit here, mm-hmm. but it's I think it's important. Did you have that personality to? actually connect with people or did you learn that through Mary Kay? Well, I believe that that the Lord has blessed me with the ability to reach out to other human beings. And I always did that my entire life. Okay. But honing my skill set of communication, I learned in Mary Kay. And we all sell at all times in all areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. So when an individual says to me, I can't sell, we're selling. We're selling at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, worked with a lot of women when I grew my organization in Mary Kay, and women would say to me, oh, I can't sell, I can't sell, I can't sell. And I'd say, well, are you a mom? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Are you a good mom? Yes. Well, guess what? Motherhood is the biggest sell job on the face of the earth because we always have an agenda for our children, mm-hmm. and we have a benefit. Well, we believe and perceive we have benefit for them, and what we're seeking to do as a parent is to l- have them understand and have an awakening to the fact that the benefit we're selling them mm-hmm. is beneficial for them <laughs> and to walk right. that path. Right. So if you can be a good mom or a good dad, you can sell. So we all sell at all times right. in all areas of our lives. And um, selling is a construct of interpersonal communication. Mm-hmm. So I know that I don't care what your personality is. Mm-hmm. I can teach you to sell. I can teach you to communicate. I can teach you to sell. I can teach you the mechanics I can't make you do it, mm-hmm. but I can teach you the mechanics of it. And once you've learned it, once you've learned the construct of selling, once you've learned the construct of interpersonal communication, it's just practice. It's like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just practice if you're willing. So we know in life that if someone comes to me and they're willing, but they're not capable, I can make them capable. Mm, okay. <laughs> I've had capable people come to me who weren't willing, and we don't have anything to work with because willingness is always the key. Willingness mm-hmm. is always the key. And it's interesting you talked about, you know, passion and purpose or person, purpose and passion. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? 
<laughs> so I believe that once we identify our purpose, then our passion just flows out of that. Okay. Mm. And we're going to get into a little bit more of that in the later part of the conversation. I have a question, though. Oh, go ahead. Um, in addition to what you just said, like, how would you encourage someone? How do you help someone who is terrified of sales? What tip would you give them to break out of that fear? That is a great question. Well, the very first thing I ever do with anyone who wants to learn this, the construct of selling or the skill set of selling is I do three assessments. Uh, the first one is a DISC assessment to find out their personality type, which directly translates into their communication style. And then I do what we call a four P's, picture, purpose, passion, possibilities. I want to know what's going on mm. inside. And then I do a personal spot, which aligns with the four P's as well. I need to know what's going on internally because what's going on internally is what drives you in terms of any success in any quadrant of your life. Mm. So then the disc is very interesting. Like I'll say to people, do you know your communication style? No. Well, let's do a disc because once we find out which personality is, I can mm -hmm. show you how that directly influences your communication style. And for all of us as human beings, we all have a different personality type. We're either dominant, influencing, analytical, or steadiness. Mm -hmm. And within those quadrants, mm -hmm. we have strengths and we have challenges. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the key to be successful is to soar with your strengths and manage your challenges. Mm. So and in any area of life, that's the best thing to do, right? So, um, and once you understand communication styles, mm -hmm. ugh, if the whole world just understood communication styles, yeah, uh, everything would be so much better. Everything would be so much better. And that's what I'm passionate about because we know that the Lord has blessed us as human beings with six different ways to communicate, mm. verbal, nonverbal, visual, in the written form through metacommunication and energy. Mm. And human beings don't use all the mm -hmm. tools in their toolbox. And if they yeah. did, how much more effective communicators we would be. And then knowing your own style so mm -hmm. you can communicate. And then like when I would recognize your style, Michael, I would seek to communicate with you in your style because mm -hmm. every human being likes to be communicated with in the way that they like to communicate. See, that that, that takes, like you said, that's, that takes the know-how right there because sometimes folks think just because you're talking to one another, you're communicating. But that is so far from the truth. Mm. You could be saying something to someone and you think they're understanding, but they're articulating that in their mind in a different way. Oh, yeah. Than what you're saying. And then sometimes those wires get crossed and the signals are get all mixed up. And you think that you're talking to each other. And really, you're in two different stratospheres oh, almost. You're not connecting at all. So you have to identify that, especially in sales. Right. What you're describing there, Michael, is what is called the Moravian formula of communication. Okay. So when I'm speaking with you, only 7% of the actual words that come out of my mouth are making an imprint on your brain. 38% is what we call word liking. How do I use my words? What is my intonation? How do I, do I have an accent? Do I have a dialect? Do I talk to, you know, what is my tone? Um, all of that is called word liking. So your brain as a computer is assessing at all times. So you're listening to me now mm -hmm. and 38% of what you're listening to, your brain's going, you're assessing what's coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And when you speak back to me, my brain's doing the same thing. And then 55% oh, is nonverbal, how our body speaks. And so often individuals are, are not cognizant of how their body speaks. Body language, yeah. And so when you're aware of that, 
it's so much more impactful as mm-hmm. a communicator. It's when you say with the body language, I mean, simple things with the body, the way the person display themselves, you can tell if they're confident or not. Oh, absolutely. With with the, the way their body is. Oh, if absolutely. They're confident with it. And you pick that up right away. It's fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, uh, other little tidbits of communication. And we are, you know, we all do the business handshake or we do the high five or we do the fist bump. Mm-hmm. Or if we're in, your, you know, European circles or in certain quadrants in our society here in the United States, mm-hmm. based on that, we'll do a kiss on the cheek as an official business greeting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you touch someone, another human being, when you're first engaging them in conversation, when you physically touch them appropriately, um, your ability to communicate with them goes up 80%, 80%. So you all have kids, right? You have little mm-hmm. kids. Remember when your kids were little and they were having a temper tantrum? And so you'd get down on eye level. Mm-hmm. First thing, you're going to connect with eye contact. Usually you, you know, just hold them gently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, walk, you know, then you parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I always remember that. So when I'm meeting somebody for the very first time, Mm -hmm. of course, the first thing that meets a human being when you meet them for the first time is your energy. Mm -hmm. The second thing should be eye contact. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is then when you, when I say you come in for the introduction, you come into that to what we call your intimate space. You do a fist bump, high five, handshake, however you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourself, say your name twice, come back out of that intimate space and start the conversation, always holding eye contact. So powerful. Oh, I'm going to remember that. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. remember that. Oh, if you remember that. Uh-huh. Because when you network and build a business, that is so key right there. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're always networking, correct? Yes. And so it's interesting. When I walk into a networking situation, I always go in there. I'm very goal-oriented. I go in there with a goal. You know, how many individuals am I going to meet here today? How many individuals am I going to imprint onto when I meet them here today? How many individuals am I going to leave here with their information today. So there's the possibility that I could walk forward and engage them and do business with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't go there to socialize. I go there, you know, to make an impact and an imprint on other human beings and to connect with them and communicate with them Mm -hmm. and see if there's an avenue for us to enrich each other's lives. Awesome. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here and then we're going to be back with more Miss Susie, Mrs. Susan Holman. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. All right. Welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast, where our special guest is Mrs. Susan Holman from Eye to Eye Consulting. And if you already been tuning in, you heard how she was explaining where she came from and what she's all about. But now we're going to get into more of what we're discussing today, and that's passion leading to purpose. So I'm going to set the table with a quote, famous quote for none other than Miss Miss Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. I don't know why my tongue is getting all twisted today. But it is follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. Follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. And that's from Miss Oprah Winfrey. All right. Uh Miss Holman, can we call you Susan? Yes, call let's, me Susan. Let's call you Susan, please. We're gonna, we gonna get real close right now because you already opened the door. Uh, what is the source of your passion? Well, my passion in terms of my professional orientation mm-hmm. is that I want individuals, I want human beings to have a greater connection. I want them to be 
more effective communicators. Because I know as human beings, if we're more effective in our communication, no matter what quadrant we're working in, whether it's our professional quadrant mm -hmm. or our personal quadrant, social, personal, you know, our socio, our family, our friends, our, um, we're going to mm -hmm. be more effective and we're going to make more changes mm -hmm. in our community and in our world than if we're not as an effective communicator. So that just really, really drives me. Mm -hmm. um, because as human beings, you know, what's so amazing is that we're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. And that we do speak. And one thing about human beings that no other living entity on the face of the earth does is we communicate about our communication. <laughs> That's called meta-communication. I said somebody got the dictionary out before they renamed the parent company for Facebook and they realized what meta-communication is. But wow. only, only human beings communicate through meta-communication. Animals don't. Only, only living entities on the face of the earth that communicate about communication are human beings, human beings to other human beings. Um, and we've certainly developed that to an art uh, in this mm -hmm. time of our lives as human beings. But if we just could communicate, just think how much better the mm -hmm. world would be. An honest, transparent, intentional communication. Mm -hmm. It's so critically important. When you think about an individual, you think about a family structure, you think about business structure, you think about our political structure, you think about world politics. Just think if people were better communicators. Mm-hmm. And we're just human beings talking to another human being. So, yeah, communication. So I'm driven by that. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that we all have a purpose, multiple purposes. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the Lord reveals our purposes to us and our talents and our strengths to us. So we as human beings have to acknowledge at least our strengths mm -hmm. and our, our talents. Yes. It's, it's funny you say the Lord reveals our purpose. And I believe that... He puts it in you from the very beginning. It's always there. It's just something that happens in your life that reveals it to you. Mm -hmm. And usually, like you say, it's your passion. It's something that drives you, mm -hmm. that gives you energy, that makes you want to research it, look it up, or want to be about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And like you said, once that revealed to you, mm -hmm. that is when you discover your purpose. Mm -hmm. And then you better not waste it. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's all in, I mean, we can read the Bible and we can read what we need to read about that, about our talents mm -hmm. and not burying our talents and utilizing our talents. But it's interesting when you say that because I also believe the Lord leads us down paths we may not choose to go, but that's the path we're supposed to go. And the key is to listen, listen to the Holy Spirit and that discernment. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, for me, it's so interesting for me, that was the Lord depositing me into Mary Kay Cosmetics. I mean, I'm here mm -hmm. to tell you, I'm a dominant personality. I always have a plan. I always have a schedule. I'm mm -hmm. always a driver, driver. I always, I'm always, and that was not on my radar scope. And it mm -hmm. happened like that. Mm -hmm. And I just had this piece about it, said yes, took the ball and ran with it, went all the way to the top and the Lord blessed my work. And then when I was discerning to start eye to eye, I mean, I prayed about it for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kept, hearing that we could stay past 65 at my company, but we mm -hmm. lose financially if we do that. So it's really not worth it to do mm -hmm. it. But he just, I just hear the Holy Spirit keep saying, it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. And it's time, you know, for a new chapter, you need to turn the page. Uh -huh. And okay, I turn the page mm -hmm. and the Lord continues to bless me with abundance and open the pathway for me. 
So I'm a servant leader, a servant communicator, mm -hmm. a servant instructor. Um, I'm here to be the Lord's, for me to fulfill my purpose, yeah. right, right, the vessel, I guess that's the way to say that. Mm -hmm. um, and it it's so wonderful when you're walking the path that way, yes. how everything opens up. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, does it? doesn't mean you don't have disappointments. It doesn't mean you don't have challenges because that's part of the journey as well. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, okay. I, t I tell you what, when you, when you, when you mentioned that the challenges, mm -hmm. after you, you had a few of them mm. and you, you start to become resilient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and when you start to become resilient, that's when the strength of God is working in your life. Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. like you said, they don't stop coming with the disappointments, right? Mm. but you don't get, down in the dumps when you hit with a challenge. Mm -mm. You don't you don't start thinking like, woe is me. You'd be like, bring it on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bring mm -hmm. it on because I know he who is in me is stronger than he that's in the world. Absolutely. And and you start to have that perspective and like you said, letting the Holy Spirit lead you mm -hmm. in the direction. And like you said, it, it don't always be where you want to go. It don't always be around the people. And, and I'm going to throw this in. Sometimes it pulls you away from people you want to stay with. Mm -hmm. it, it pulls you away from some people that you want to stay with because you have a good, loving relationship. This thing, but sometimes that ain't God's will for your life. Mm -hmm. And once that's revealed to you, you, you have to be obedient. Mm -hmm. I, oh, you have to be obedient. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right. Sometimes it's you feel like you're on an island, mm -hmm. but you're not there very long. Usually the Lord starts revealing why he brought you there. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, yes, I agree with you 100%. I, I like how you touched on not wasting your talents. <laughs> and I want to get a little bit more into that because what I'm hearing from you is you don't waste your talent. And what I mean by that is your, your passion about sales isn't about making the sale, making the money. People. Like you said, it's people. And some people... Yes, the talent is for us to enjoy and to profit of, profit off of. But the main goal that God has for us with our talents is to use it to help others and Absolutely. to show love and to let everyone know about Him as well. Well, you know, in selling, it's not a like you said, it's not about me trying to cram something down your throat. Mm -hmm. From a historical perspective in selling, we've been in three different generations of selling, which was the original one, which was we call production, which is where the conceptualization of shoving something down your throat came from. Mm -hmm. That's done. It's over. It's been over a long time. Then we came into the era of marketing. We all are cognizant of modern marketing. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the era of relationship building. So everything we're doing in, in life and mm -hmm. in selling is all about relationships, relationships, relationships. So when I'm teaching my workshops, I, you know, I, I say to people, if you don't remember anything else when you leave here today, remember this. Life and business is all about relationships, 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 relationships. So if you are genuinely in service, which you should be mm -hmm. as a professional in sales, then what you're seeking to do is work with that individual or work with that company to support them to identify what their need is mm -hmm. and to perceive and understand that what you're offering is bringing them benefit and filling their need. And when that comes mutually together through good communication, <laughs> well, you're, you know, you're going to have a, a sale. And it's not just about a one-time sale. It never is. Mm -hmm. It's about a continual relationship of service 
of service, of service, of service. And in business and in life, you're only as good as your last interaction with the client. Mm. So we need to be cognizant, you know, after maybe one sale or five sale or 10 sale or 20 sales, mm -hmm. are we still in relationship? So, and I, I, I'm just going to say this, I hope it's appropriate, but right now I look at Boeing and mm. I look at their customers and I look at all the human beings that get in a Boeing product. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> somewhere along the line there, Mm -hmm. The relationship, they're not taking their customers with the same, they're not seeing their customers with the same value uh, as they have in the past. And, uh, they, and they're seeking to correct that. You can see that by the mm -hmm. way that they're responding to all these most recent challenges. Yes. Which is good. Mm -hmm. You know, when that door popped off and nobody died. God gave them a wake-up call. Yeah, that's right. right. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a huge blessing yeah. right there. Wow, huge. I'm never going to sit. I always sit by the window. I'm not <laughs> going to sit <laughs> by the window. <laughs> oh, man. Or I'm going to make sure that there's no one of those plugs there if that's the case. Oh, I'm trying to tell you because that had to be a scary oh, moment. Oh, 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 oh. Man. Wow. I mean, but, wow. But like you said, it's it's good that they're, they're taking the necessary steps mm -hmm. to reevaluate and start doing better. And to mend their relationships mm -hmm. because it's all about relationships. Everything's about relationship. i tell you what, like you mentioned in relationships, like uh, I went to a dentist the other day oh. and had some work done. And back in the day, you used to go to the dentist once you got your whatever done and go home, that was it. Now, like you said, the relationship is they'll call you the next day, they'll send you a text, or they will, we want to know how you feel. They should. Well, we, want, we want to know how you feel. So they didn't like just do this service and, okay, you're going mm -hmm. down your road. We talked to insurance. Now they want, how do you feel today? Mm -hmm. Do you feel we did a good job? Or do you do you feel good with, in your teeth or your, your, the, the operation or whatever was done? Mm -hmm. And like you said, that building a relationship, mm -hmm. not just consumer and products and different right. things like that in business. Right. I tell you what, you touched on it a little bit, and, and thank you, DJ Cornstone, for bringing that out. Mm, Do you believe your passion is relevant to others? Your passion, Do you, the well, energy that you bring for your business, do you think is relevant to others? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't control another human being. None of us can control another human being. Mm -hmm. But I know that my passion uh, is going to be exuded in form of energy, and energy is form of communication. Mm -hmm. So. Some individuals are going to be attracted to that. Other people aren't. But that's their choice. I can't make choices for other human beings. I can make choices for me. So my mm -hmm. passion, which, you know, and it's, I, I don't want to say anything about Oprah, but I believe that once we discover our purpose, then our passion rises from that, right? Mm -hmm. Our passion rises from that because we're like, I will say, I'm a woman on a mission. I'm on a mission. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I learned a long time ago, some people will accept what you're offering, other people will reject what you're offering. Mm -hmm. That's not my job to get you to accept it. My job is to be the model, to put it out there, mm -hmm. to offer it to you. That's being a servant leader, a servant salesperson, a servant communicator. I put it on the table. It's your job to either accept it or reject it. I can't control that. It's just like I know mm -hmm. I can't motivate anybody. Mm -hmm. I can okay. seek to inspire another human being to see the value of what I'm offering or even seek to, you know, inspire them to, as I'm being an example, as a leader. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't control it. I can only put it out there. I can only control me. And I tell you what, that's a good point you also bring right there. Sometimes we, we try to, we get caught up maybe emotionally in trying to 
control the outcome. Oh, can't. But you, you can't. And just when you face with something, and even if we go step beyond uh, sales and business, just with communication and in life with what you're working with in your community and different mm-hmm. things like that, you can only be a servant and, and serve. That's all you can but do. you can't control the outcome and you can't let it get you down either. Mm-mm. You have to. Because you know that you're not in control of every situation and you have to just keep on moving forward. My mother was an amazing woman and she was a woman before her time. Mm-hmm. And she was born in 1919. She always wanted to be a doctor. She went two more years past, you know, in college, but mm-hmm. it was during World War II and she didn't have resource. She was a BSN in nursing. But she used to say to us, um, what's the worst thing in the world that could happen to you if you tried that? You're not going to die and fall off the face of the earth. So my mother was teaching us to be risk takers, but also she was teaching us as, you know, calculated risk takers mm-hmm. to put it out there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you move on from there. There's going to be a consequence. There's going to be a, a reaction to every action you take. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of all the choices I make. My life is the sum total of the choices I make. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully I'm making them, choosing wisely, right? Uh-huh. But there's gonna, it's, it's going to happen. And then, like you said, how do you respond to that? And my mentor for 28 years when I was growing up in Mary Kay, who was another brilliant woman, always said to me, you know, Susan, you can't control the outcome. You can only control what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what happens, happens. Mm -hmm. And we go from there. I tell you what, that, that, your mom was teaching y'all how to be leaders. Oh, she was, absolutely. She was was teaching you how to be leaders. Mm -hmm. I know we often uh, use the phrase in our home, uh, I got it from uh, a doc, I don't know where he got it from or who coined it, but we always said we're raising eagles. Right. We're not raising chickens. Amen. Now, you know, when, when you say that comment, well, folks be like, what you mean raising eagles, not chickens? Well, when you're raising eagles, at a certain point in the life when uh, the younger eagles are in the nest, when the eagle builds their nest, they build it, of course, with a lot of fluff. But underneath, they build it with thorns. Mm-hmm. And they cover the fluff over with thorns. So as the younger eagle chicks grow up, they start pulling a little bit of the fluffing out at a time so that it gets uncomfortable mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that they have to come out of that, mm-hmm. that nest and eventually go on their own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it's, until all those storms are pulled out, they are ready. And of course, the parent eagle knows when it's ready, mm-hmm. but they make it uncomfortable. So those storms start to poke at them mm-hmm. <laughs> to get them out of that nest. Now, when you say, well, what's the analogy with the chicken? Well, with the chicken, when a storm comes, she goes out there and the chicks run up under her. Okay. And she covers them. Mm. And we often say, well, we're training them up so that our children can grow up and take care of themselves right. one day. Right. Not always look and depend on mom and dad to do it. So you have to train them how to be leaders in their own right, whether they lead a corporation or lead a business or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. You, They still need to be a leader, if no, no, nothing else, a leader in their own household. Right. Correct. You know, and that's what I, I'm getting from what your mom was telling you about being risk takers. Because, oh, see, yeah. you can't live in the safety of comfort and not grow. You won't. You won't. You, mm-hmm. you, we, we fall forward to success, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, my mother was a brilliant woman. And I was so thankful to have her um, and her guidance. And, and she also, I mean, she promoted us. I mean, women weren't doing this for women in the 50s and the 60s, right? I graduated from high school in 1972. But my mother always said, you know, you're going to go to college. You're going to have a career. You're going to have mm-hmm. a family. That was what I saw modeled. I mean, my mother had a career. She worked till she was 78 years old. She raised mm-hmm. four children. And mm-hmm. my dad was ill and died young. I And um, she raised, continued raising her children. And 
was an amazing woman. Her name was Ann Mitchell. Uh, and a lot of people knew her in Joliet. So um, just an amazing human being. So talking about fear, we were talking about fear. That's mm-hmm. the thing that makes me nutcase when I'm mm-hmm. out, when I'm coaching people and how fear-ridden people are. But there's three roots in fear. So there's the way that you're raised, right? So mm-hmm. it's your the way that you were conditioned. I'm losing my little headset here. Tell you what, let's take a break and you hold that fear comment right okay. there because we're going to come right back with that. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. Well, again, our lovely guest is Miss Susan Homan from Eye to Eye Consulting. Susan, so when we left off, you was just starting to talk about the three points of fear. Three points of fear. One thing that really um, hurts my heart when I'm working with individuals and I'm coaching them or I'm talking to another human being is how fear-ridden human beings are. (laughs) And, you know, we know the old adage, fear is false, evidence appearing real. But fear is real to a human being. Mm -hmm. But there's three roots to fear. So there's the way you were conditioned or the way you were raised. And we were just, I mean, we were talking about, I'm so thankful that I was raised in a household where we were not conditioned in fear. I mean, we were really empowered to grow to be independent, self-sufficient, standalone, successful adult persons, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful. Um, But so many people are conditioned to live in fear. And or then there's, um, you know, concealing once we grow forward, if something bad has happened to us or we've failed or we're not thinking we are who we should be. We seek to conceal a lot of things. I always talk mm-hmm. about being transparent and open, mm-hmm. being the real you, right? Yes. Um, and there's so many people that are, they're just fearful to be the real them, to let themselves out. Um, and that's actually a form of denial because if you're not willing to be honest and forthright with yourself, mm-hmm. you can't be honest and forthright with another human being. Do you think it's a little bit with uh, maybe low self-esteem? Oh, big time self-esteem, mm-hmm. which goes back to how were you raised, right? Right. How were you raised? And then the last one is control. And mm-hmm. I'm a control person. <laughs> and I've learned that I have no control, although I want to believe I have control because mm-hmm. the Lord has ultimate control in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but being someone who wants to control everything, that can also uh, breed fear because people are fearful of what the outcome is. So going back to that statement that my mother said to us so often, what's the worst thing in the world that could happen to you if you try that? You're not going to die and fall off the face of the earth. She was literally taking the fear out of making decisions and taking action and moving forward and not being afraid. You know, when I um, left my quote unquote, real job, thank Mm -hmm. you very much, uh, (laughs) at Northwestern University. Uh Um, And I moved into being an independent contractor, running my own business, living 100% on commission. Um, People said, oh my goodness, why are you leaving that real job? And it's interesting the way that I look at that Mm -hmm. as a business person. To me, I have no control when I work for somebody else. But I have ultimate control when I work for me. Yes. Because I'm in charge of me. I'm in charge of the decisions I make. I'm in charge of how much I work or how little I work. I'm in charge, and of course, in running a business, how many numbers I'm impacting and how many numbers I'm not Mm -hmm. impacting and where I'm going. So to me, that's total control. Mm -hmm. So people go, wonk. But I mean, I have Mm -hmm. lived on commission, 100% commission for 40 some years. Well, yeah. I like it that way. <laughs> yeah, because see, like you said, when you're working for somebody else, you capped off. Oh, capped I mean, off. And, mm. and just just talk about the the 
the pay. Oh, you you yeah. only can make so much. Only can make so much. Working because... for somebody else, no matter if it is by the hour or not, you still only can make so much. Right. But when you're in control of your own destiny mm -hmm. and where you're headed mm -hmm. and where your passion is, is giving you driving the energy you. and driving uh -huh. you, and that's not based on nobody else but yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, like you said, that's when, like I said, that, that old adage, the sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. And you know what's great about passion and dollars and cents? Mm -hmm. When you're concerned about dollars and cents, you're really not letting your passion flow. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to reach the financial heights that you really want it. But when you care, when you're leading with your heart, when you're caring about a human being or you're caring about what you're bringing into the marketplace, when you're leading with your, your passion and your, your purpose and they're mm -hmm. working together, it's amazing how fast your bank account grows. Yeah, I mean, if you're especially if you're in a business, um, it, it's because you're helping people, because you're being in service to another human being. So, uh, how did you turn your passion into a business? Um, well, my my first passion in Mary Kay was mm. that I really enjoyed helping people. I enjoyed teaching people about the benefit of the skincare that we sold that Mary Kay still sells. Um, and to see what it could do and be a change agent for them. And then on the other side of that business, working with individuals, working with human beings, developing consultants, developing sales directors. I developed 34 offspring sales directors, an offspring national sales director mm -hmm. as a national with Mary Kay, and um, over 2,000 consultants when I retired in my national area. And I wasn't even like, you know, but for me, it was always about how can I be of service to you? So that passion of how can I help you grow as a human being? I can't do it for you, but I can empower you with a skill set. And if you're willing to embrace that skill set and put it into action, you can have anything you want. And right now, as I'm teaching new entrepreneurs, because mm -hmm. I'm teaching, um, I, teach, I just morphed everywhere in this. Um, so I teach a workshop for COD on, on you know, entrepreneurial workshop mm -hmm. and, you know, people that want to start a business and just teaching them the basics of, you know, how to put together an entrepreneurial unit how to mm -hmm. start it's you know not brain surgery people we can all do this um and then so that led me there and then my new business which is not so new anymore i, I consulting i'm just a hybrid of my skill set that was a no-brainer <laughs> i'm a trainer an educator a communicator i'm passionate about sales i'm passionate about supporting individuals to not be afraid to talk to another human being and so that was just like whoa you know people would mm -hmm. always say to me oh you need to be a life coach i said no way I'm mm -hmm. not going to tell you how to live your life. That's not my deal. I see. Uh, you know, okay. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a life coach. But I will teach you how to communicate. I will teach you how to sell. Because if you have that skill set, you, you can go anywhere you want to go. And you can master any quadrant of your life. Okay. Wow. So was it kind of a cut transition from working from somebody or was it a gradual? Well, because, you know, it's interesting. Um, no, it's pretty. This done one day and... But the cool thing about Mary Kay is that we're independent contractors, so we mm -hmm. work under the umbrella of the company, mm -hmm. although that's very different than, like, running my own separate – I mean, it's an independent business. I mean, you – but um, but I, I'm always a person that transitions. I always plan. I'm a planner. So, you know, I knew this was coming. So I had already gotten eye-to-eye -eye up and rolling mm -hmm. before I was, you know, done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, January 1st of 2020. Um, so I was ready to go. Now the pandemic showed up. <laughs> but again, that was a blessing from God mm -hmm. because that allowed me, I mean, my calendar, of course. Yeah. Um, but that allowed me to be very busy online. I took two classes, which then led me to get hired as an adjunct for the College of DuPage. 
I was all over the internet on LinkedIn and Zooms and and the people I connected with Mm -hmm. and the relationships I built have only prospered me in this business. So that was a time that God was getting me ready. So when everything lifted, I was more connected and and more prosperous. So we all know SCORE, right? Senior Core of Retired Executives, which has um, great free content online. So Mm -hmm. um, I was on, I think it was with, she's no longer one of their mentors, Tony Greathouse. I was on one of her Zooms. And there was this woman who popped in only twice. I mean, I was on there every week. This is during the pandemic. She's only there twice. And then I get a call from her. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, she goes, hi, can can you meet with me? Well, this is an incredible woman. Her name is Terry Evans. She's a phenomenal entrepreneur. She owns three restaurants in the city of Chicago. And as everything was lifting at the end of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. she was rolling out a startup called DocSideDelivery.net which is delivery of food and beverages to the boats and the harbors in Chicago. That was in the summer of 2021. They just finished their third season. And she said, I need for you to hire, train, and run my sales team. I went, okay. (laughs) So um, that was in 2021. And then I worked with her a little bit last year as well. But, you know, that came because Mm -hmm. God put me in the desert to be, pandemic was the desert. So Mm -hmm. I could make these connections online, Mm -hmm. which I would never have been doing that if the pandemic hadn't been there. Wow, that's good. You utilize it, you know. Oh, that was an opportunity there, and you took it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Opposition to opportunity for real. Yeah, and that's the key, right? So, the the life of an opportunity is very short. You better take the ball and run with it when you see it, when you feel it. Um, I'm a decision maker. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it done. Let's get it done. Yeah, I, I I like that. Like you said, instead of have some initiative. And oh. just jump up and, and like you said, some things you can plan out, but some things is just like you like you said, cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It just cut, boom, pull the bandaid off, move on. Let's go. You know, mm-hmm. and then let the challenges come because you're resilient. They're gonna and then come. You just you just keep on riding that wave mm-hmm. up and down, up and down until mm-hmm. eventually what it levels off. It does. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, it levels off. Yes, and there will always be challenges. Mm-hmm. That's life. Life is not challengeless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you had a a lot. Seems like you have a lot going on all the time. I do. <laughs> and <laughs> you're very you're very spunky, and I, I like that oh, about thanks. you. Very very bubbly. <laughs> That's real cool. So like with all that, like, do you ever feel like you need more energy to keep moving forward? No. No. I have an exorbitant amount of energy, and I know that's a gift from God. I've always been that way. Um, and I'm still that way. I'm 69 years old. And until oh, the, wow. the day the Lord calls me home, every morning when I'm doing my quiet time, my journal time, my prayer time, you know, I always say, thank you, dear Lord, for you know, my physical life and my eternal life. Thank you for all of my blessings. And as the days tick on and the clock ticks on, I'm even more accelerated because we know that we only have so many days on the face of the earth. Yeah. And statistically, I've lived more of those days then I will. So, you know, why Why would we waste a moment of our lives, a moment of our time? Mm-hmm. We're, right about that. we're on a mission. Mm-hmm. That's know? right. That's time is one thing you just can't get back. Mm-mm. That's why it's important to be respectful of people's time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, like you said, there's none, none worse than somebody wasting your time. Oh, oh, none you know. None worse because, like you say, you, you, it's like watching a bad movie. 
and you get up and you like that's two hours that I can't get back. Ooh. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know so, what I'm so, two, two hours you know, I can't get back. You know, I really <laughs> hope that people understand how. And they, there's so many situations today where people are not respectful of other human beings' time. Mm-hmm. And that's just wrong. And I just want to say that. It's just wrong. Um, you know, I just had a recent experience where I recommended a, 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 an individual for a position with a woman who I respect immensely. And, um, and then, you know, found out that person didn't even bother to show up for the interview or even to call or email and, and say, sorry, I've changed my mind, but just didn't show up. And I, you know, it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I know, believe me, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that one. Um, but, well, I'll tell you what, Susan, we got one last question, and then oh, we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, in what ways your successes have uh, directly impact your community? How do they, your successes directly impact you, your community? Well, I hope and I pray mm-hmm. that the successes that I've had and the blessings that I've had, because I know everything I have is from the Lord. I, I know that. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Is that there's a ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, by the Lord allowing me to be successful in my Mary Kay world, I mean, I've had the opportunity and the blessing and the impact to engage with so many phenomenally awesome human beings who have enriched mm-hmm. my lives. In my lives, not lives. I have one life, my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so profoundly thankful for that. And now as I craft and I grow uh, eye to eye and I'm teaching my classes at JUCO and I'm teaching my classes at COD and I'm mm-hmm. working through organizations and I'm making presentations and I'm working with my clients, I'm just hoping and praying that we're creating a ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. That um, that little eyedropper is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because as we started out today, to me, it's teaching communication. Mm-hmm. And if you're a better interpersonal communicator, mm-hmm. you're going to have better relationships. If you have better relationships, that's going to not only support the individual who becomes a more powerful communicator, but it's going to support their family structure, all their you know social structure outside that, their the community, how they impact individuals in the community, how they grow in their career and their profession depending on where we're working, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you're heavily involved in your church. So if you're a better communicator, that's going to enrich that oh, communicator, yeah. that yeah. community. Um, your job, we're, we're, you're at the out in, in Blackport at the, mm-hmm. uh, the big refinery, you know. So yeah, if you're a yes. better communicator, mm-hmm. you're going to impact individuals there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wherever we're interacting, I hope. That's my hope. I don't know. I tell you what. don't know if I have any tangible way to X that off, but... I tell you what, that that is truly tremendous, truly tremendous. Mm-hmm. And that's a very awesome perspective. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more time to talk with you because I could sit here and talk with you Gosh. all day. Thank you. But I, I know time is only limited right here in the right. studio. So we're going to take one last break, and then when we come back, you can tell our family if they want to connect with you for your your consulting or Mary Kay or whatever you have offering or whatever mm-hmm. you got going on, mm-hmm. we'll give you that opportunity to share that after okay. we come Thank right you. back. That'll after be great. This break. Thank you. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your brother in the footwork, DJ Cornerstone, and you are listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. What's happening, family? We got a couple of good things to share. Thanks and shout outs to Mrs. Susan Holman again. But in the footwork world, I want to tell you, man, Creative Network has their one versus one 
All Styles Dance Battle. Yes, any kind of style you know, any style you do, you can do this. Footworkers can verse breakers. Uh, Memphis Jukers can verse uh, salsa dancers. It's all open. This event is called the Footwork Frenzy. It is going down February 3rd from 5 to 10 p.m. at Healthy Hood Chicago. The address is 2242 South Damon Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. For more information on that, go to Creative Network, with work being spelled W-E-R-K, creativenetwork.org. And our big sis, our sister, DJ Cunique, is going to the Smart Bar with R.P. Boo, that's record player Boo, DJ Manny, and Ariel Zatina, uh, January 20th. So, Check out the smartbarchicago.com for more info on that. And support our girl DJ Cunique. She is wonderful. Uh, last but not least, Anthony Curry and Nebula 5. February 16th, they're doing another Lightworks. Uh, Lightworks, L-I-T-E-W-U-R-K-S. Come in February 16th at 1200 West 35th Street in Chicago, where, hey, if you're the first few foot workers to get in you get your professional photography done for free and videos so check them out at www.lightworks.com and that's it for on the corner with your brother in the footwork dj cornerstone y'all be blessed uh, all right thank you dj cornerstone so we're gonna come back for our final comments from our lovely guest miss mrs susan holman and Hey, what do you want to leave with our family? What you got going on? How they can contact you or if they need Mary Kay products or whatever. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I no longer market Mary Kay products, but mm -hmm. if anyone wants them, I can refer them to a top director or top consultant in the area. Um, I am teaching uh, one way for individuals to access and sample if they believe that what I'm offering is something that would build them as an individual. I have uh, two classes coming up in February at the College of DuPage at the Naperville campus. So on February 7th, I'll be doing my sales development workshop, and that's from 9 to noon. And then I also have an entrepreneurial workshop at the College of DuPage at the Naperville Center, and that's on February 21st from 9 until 11 a.m. And so for those classes at COD, you would... Um, Go directly to cod.edu, and it's continuing at c-o-n-t-e-d, and then you would register online and or you can call COD, which is 630-942-2208. And then at my alma mater, Joliet mm -hmm. Junior College, uh, on February 28th, I have my sales development workshop, which is actually the same class I'm teaching at COD, but this is for Joliet Junior College, and that's on Hubel. And that's in the evening from 6 to 9. I have a new offering at JJC I'm so excited about. And that'll be on April 10th. And that's my sales management workshop. So many people are in leadership roles in terms of leading a sales team, whether it's two or three people or 10 people or 15 or 20 or 100 people. And they really don't know how to do that. So a sales management workshop, and that's leadership and how to run a team. And that's going to be on April 10th from 6 to 9. And that's at Joliet Junior College. And it's just jjc.edu and then continuing ed. And then um, I'm also doing my networking 
for social and business engagement. <laughs> I love that one. It's so much fun. At Joliet Junior College on April 24th from 6 to 8. And I post these on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Susan Holman. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. And my last name is H-O-H-L-M-A-N. So when you're looking for me, and you can private message me on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out. Um, my, You can email me. My cell is 815-370-1664. All right. Well, thank you, Susan. Yeah. Thank and you. as y'all can see, if, if you tuned into this podcast, she's got over four decades of experience successful selling. Successful selling. We want to give it up for her. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We love the applause, right? Joining us on the Mike DJ Doc Podcast. And to our family, we'll see you next time on the Mike DJ and Doc Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Mike DJ and Doc Podcast. If you have any questions for the show, go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And we want to leave you with this. Matthew 25 and 40 out of the Good News Translation. The king will reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. So we want to leave you with the question, am I helping at least one person? Thank you for listening.